0: Boyd Hopkins with Hopkins Ministries International and Spoken Word Ministries here. And um, in this time of isolation, I thought what I would do is I would take time to share some devotional time with you from a book that I wrote uh, a couple of years ago called A uh, Surrendered Devotional uh, by the name of Yes, Lord. And that whole idea of Yes, Lord is just us giving our yes to God in whatever place, and whatever way God uh, calls us to do so. It's the idea of surrender. And the deeper the surrender for us equals the deeper the freedom uh, that God has to work and move in our lives. So I want to start with uh, day one. Day one is titled, The Two Most Important Things. Um, somebody came to Jesus one day and asked him, Jesus, what is the most important thing? And Jesus said, This, Um, and I read from Matthew chapter 22, 36 to 40. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands depend the whole law and the prophets. Jesus teaches that God desires above all else to bring about two things in our lives. First, he desires to restore the relationship between himself and us, a relationship for which we were created. Secondly, he seeks to restore our ability to have the kind of healthy relationships with each other that he intended us to have. Every touch of God in our lives is aimed at drawing us deeper into relationship with himself and each other. God's love for us is his driving motive, and the restoration of these relationships is his goal in everything that he does. Let me share with you a little bit of Joe's story. Joe struggled to please God, but the more he worked at it, the less peace he seemed to have. Feeling that he failed more than he succeeded, with every failure his sense of guilt and shame deepened. He found himself losing his temper at his wife and children more frequently. As he became increasingly abusive, They began to pull back from him. Instead of his faith helping him become a better father and husband, the anger he carried over his failed attempts to follow God was making him impossible to deal with. Having come to the point of doubting that he could be used by God at all and fearful that he was losing his faith, Joe sought out a man whom he had heard was really uh, good at prayer. As Joe and Daniel met, Joe poured out his struggle, describing his increasing sense of despair. Daniel listened until Joe was finished. Rather than than giving Joe solutions, he simply began to describe God's desire to be in a relationship with him. Daniel described a God unlike anything Joe had ever heard of. The God Daniel spoke of was a God of love who desired a relationship rather than demanding performance. His description contrasted sharply sharply with Joe's image of God as a harsh taskmaster who required holy behavior and who threatened punishment when his requirements were not met. Daniel shared Bible verses that Joe had heard all his life, but never in this way. He shared John 3.16, emphasizing that God's love for us was the reason that he sent his son to save us. He spoke of John 3.17, where Jesus said that he came to save us rather than to condemn us. He talked about Romans 5.8, where it says that God loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to save us before we could do anything to please him. He took Joe to Romans 8.1, and they read together Paul's teaching that in living a life surrendered to God, we no longer have to live with failure and condemnation staring us in the face every day. As Joe listened, something inside him began to soften. The idea that Jesus just wanted a relationship with him touched him deeply and a desire to say yes to this God of love began to grow in him. Daniel spoke gently. You can only give God what you have. With those words, something broke inside of Joe. He was ready to say yes to Jesus. Convinced that he could do nothing else and finally understanding that in choosing to trust Christ, he didn't have to perform anymore. He was ready to let God be God and to just be at God's mercy. Daniel led him in a prayer of surrender. With tears streaming down his face, Joe gave his failure to Jesus, along with his sense of guilt and self-hatred. Peace he had never known before engulfed him. So this is what being forgiven was really like. At the end of the prayer, they sat immersed in the silence. Into that quiet moment, Daniel spoke. What are you experiencing? Joe looked at Daniel with tear-filled eyes. Peace, he said. Daniel told Joe that the peace he was experiencing was a fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It was evidence that God had answered his prayer and was moving in his life. Joel went home. Right away, Joe's family began to notice changes in him. As his wife watched cautiously, she was impressed enough that she asked him to begin sharing what he had been learning during his time with Daniel. And so they begin reading their Bibles together. As they learn to pray and study together, their relationship with each other began to turn around. New intimacy, forgiveness, and trust begin to grow in their relationship as they sought God together. Jesus said that the most important thing to God is that we come to love him. He went on to say that out of loving God will come a secondary call, the call to love your neighbor as yourself. The order of these is important. Because the ability to do the second is created as we prioritize the first. When Daniel said to Joe, you can only give what you have, he spoke of John, First um, John 4.19, where the Apostle John says, we love because he first loved us. Jesus understood this truth himself and spent a lot of his time in prayer with his Heavenly Father. The love that the Father poured into him during those times of prayer he later poured into his disciples. As well, he poured it into everyone else around him. And so Jesus is our model. If we're going to have what it takes to be in a loving and intimate relationship with a wife, a husband, children, friends, co-workers. If we're going to have the ability to love others in the way that God created us to. We need to spend time with the source of that love just as Jesus did. Loving God is what we were made for. Loving each other is what happens when we give God his place. These are the two great relationships that Jesus spoke of when he said this is the first and foremost commandment and the second is like it. Just as Joe's failure to love his wife and children gained momentum as he traded away his time with God for his struggle to try to live by the rules he thought God required, the same happens to us when we make the trade-off that Joe made. Our relationship with God is the source of the love we are lacking. In Joe's case, lack of effort was not the problem. He was trying. He just couldn't do it on his own, and the constant failure was making him angry and increasingly hard to live with. We need that surrendered relationship with God. As we spend time with him, he pours his love into us. In turn, we are empowered to give his love away to others as we serve them in his name. As others experience his love pouring through us, our relationships become increasingly what they were meant to be. Living God's love can never be about our efforts to perform. It can only be about giving away what he has first given us. I want to lead into a bit of a prayer time. So we just want to take a moment to quiet our heart and wait upon God and let our focus return to Jesus. Uh, Let's pray. Dear Jesus, you say that you love me above all else. I am ready to receive your love for me. I give you my attempts to please you. I give you my attempts to fix the broken relationships all around me. I give you all the ways I have failed myself, my friends, and my family. I give you all the ways they have failed me. Forgive me for trying to live my life, my way, by my strength. I surrender to your call. I accept your love for me and the forgiveness of my sins. I give you the relationships in my life that I have not been able to make work. And I ask that you would simply let me love these people in whatever way they can accept it from me. Jesus, I am at your mercy. Lead me into a deepening relationship of love for you and for others. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for spending this time with me, and uh, we look forward to more. Be blessed.